We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. It's Friday, March the 31st. So uh, happy April to you guys when you hear this on uh, Saturday. Uh, happy end of March to those of you that hear it on Friday. We appreciate you being with us. We're taping a day late uh, in large part because I had to cover Ole Miss football on Thursday. And I think we're going to do this again next Friday because Martin's got something on Thursday and I've got football on Thursday too. So anyway, uh, none of you care about any of that. We'll get to, uh, we'll get to our show in a minute. We had, we've had a very interesting pre-show that, uh, part of which we might repeat part of which is not repeatable and, right. uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with it anyway. Uh, we'll talk about Donald Trump's indictment, what it might mean. Uh, we'll talk about some other stuff as well. But first, I want to tell you that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. You can call it. Ask for my buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and then the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 257 1900 and martin uh before we get rolling tell the people what's going on at pinnacle and how they can get in touch with you guys sweet man actually today is our birthday man um for when uh stacy and crew sold us uh i saw that i saw stacy had a social media post i saw that he did uh you know he said that he didn't know where he was going to find you know he didn't know where he would have found the time to continue his client relationships with all the traveling that he's doing. So I'll just say, you know, congrats, Stacy, attaboy, that a way to, to travel and upgrade your RV and, and have a blast, man. That's what retirement is all about. And that's what we want to help, you know, our clients do is once they hang up the boots to say, Hey, there's parts of my working life that I miss, you know, relationships, but, but really enjoying retirement. So, you know, congrats to Stacy and also to congrats to, uh, 
to our team as well. It's kind of been a a wild uh it's been a wild year and some of it totally out of our control with markets. But um uh, but yeah, man, it's it is our birthday, so we're a little bit celebratory around here. We've got cake, we've got a balloon, we've got some ice cream. So after uh after our show I will be indulging into my my fat boy uh my fat boy persona and smashing some cake and ice cream. That's what we got going on today, man. Good for you. Good for you. Um, Indeed. Where do you want to start? Uh, I don't know, man. I think we got to start with, I think we got to talk about Kathy. All right, let's talk about Kathy. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't even know how we got. I don't know how exactly we got. Well, I do know how we got on the topic. We can't go all the way through that. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I was saying to you that, um, so I've been covering Ole Miss spring football the last few weeks, and uh, I got a ticket the first day for parking, I guess, illegally. I didn't have a permit, and I didn't want to run the risk of getting a boot. And so I've been parking on the square and just walking to Vaught-Hemingway, basically, where they practice, which is fine. I, I like getting my steps, and I don't mind walking. And on my walk, I noticed a sign over – I want to say it was near the Ford Center, but who knows, right? I mean, I'm not one of those people that really pays a lot of attention. I mean, bombs could go off around me sometimes that I would not notice. Um, I can be in someone's car. You, you and I could be in a car for 10 hours. And at the end of those 10 hours, someone could say to me, Neil, what kind of car does Martin drive? And I would not probably be able to tell you. I'm going to bet you you would because we drive the same vehicle. Oh, well, there you go. But you, you understand the point. <laughs> Right, but you didn't know that I drive the same vehicle. But I know that. Well, here's I the, know that we drive the same vehicle. Here's 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 an, someone might say, "What color was his interior?" I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't even know how to explain that. I would say like charcoal, did, maybe. Did he have a sunroof? I don't know. Were his windows tinted? I I don't remember. I, I mean, that's me. That's that's honestly me. What uh, did you guys listen to? No clue. Um, Neil, who who was the starting shortstop for the 1982 Cubs? Oh, Ivan de Jesus. Yeah, he hit. 271. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. Um, anyway, at some point I saw on campus a sign that said Kathy Ireland, the former supermodel. I Is guess she she's, former? We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. She's still... Uh, she's Kathy Ireland. Um, if you guys want to feel she's old... She's still got it, man. You, yeah, she does. If you guys want to feel old, Kathy Ireland, roughly 11 days ago, as we taped this, Turned 60 years old. Kathy Ireland's 60. She doesn't look a day over mid-40s. Kathy Ireland's 60. How's that? How, I mean, how is that possible? I mean, it's not. <laughs> I, I mean. That other made, than that she has a time machine that just transported her from her 20s and 30s and 40s into, uh, into her 60s. But I had told my, I told my, Laura would be pissed at me for saying this on the show. I told Laura, I said, I kind of, I said, Kathy Ireland's going to be in Oxford. And she was like, okay. And I said, I kind of feel like I should go apologize. <laughs> <laughs> she, Laura probably isn't going to be. She, does Laura listen to our show? I, I don't think I so. I hope she doesn't. I don't think so. I mean, so. not that I hope that she doesn't because our show is awesome, but hope for that you don't get in trouble. <laughs> I said, I think I should go apologize. She's, See now I gotta I'm pulling up. And now you sent me down the rabbit hole. I'm pulling up some Kathy Ireland stuff on 
And she's like, computer. she's like, for what? And I said, we well, don't need to talk about it. It was, it was we had a, a very torrid, one-dimensional, one-sided relationship for a while. Yes, I mean, I had the same, <laughs> I had the same relationship with with it was, uh, Kathy and Cindy and Alicia, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, Alicia Silverstone was mm-hmm. definitely one of the crushes. But of course, I mean, Kathy, Kathy Ireland was, was one, was one of the firsts. And, um, I think the first movie I ever saw her in was Necessary Roughness. I'm looking to see what years Kathy Ireland was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. By the way, is that even a thing anymore or has that gone away as well? Uh, I don't know, dude, but I'm, I'm going to imagine that probably with, uh, our, our, uh, Society today that is probably very frowned upon. March, it's probably buried somewhere deep. March in, nine of nineteen ninety two, she was on. So I was in a senior wow. in college. What years did Kathy? I know this is not good podcasting, but you know what? I've done a lot of podcasting this week, so forgive me. Appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Is you know, Sports, dude, is Sports Illustrated only- even a thing anymore? I don't know. Uh, I think there's an online version, but you know, she also opened. She had a business, you know, ab- above and beyond just whatever she made from movies and and modeling. Um, no, she actually has become an, a, a, like a, a a titan a very of successful business. business. Yeah, she's yeah. she's uh, in addition to being incredibly beautiful, she is uh, she's also incredibly uh, intelligent. And um, I, I think is quite entrepreneurial, has been very philanthropic, is actually, a, from all accounts, a, a remarkably good person as well. Go figure. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what she was in Oxford to talk about, like kind of. She was in um, Oxford a week ago today sharing her story with the um, – is the latest installment of the Robert Kayat Lecture Series. It was hosted by the Ole Miss Women's Council for Philanthropy. It's called yeah. A Conversation with Kathy Ireland. Dude. So Liz Randall, one of my buddies, who, like, she's huge into the Ole Miss, um, the Women's Council, and asked me to come up. This was, I mean, this was a couple months ago. But I got to come speak to the uh, – you know, to the crew, the the students that were in the women's council got me a cool little umbrella too, man. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're doing some really cool stuff. And and Liz, I don't have you. Do you know Liz? I don't Randall? think so. I don't think so, man. Uh, not that we would podcast with her, but it might be cool to have her on the business on the mind of my money part. She does real estate stuff. Oh, that'd be uh, good. she's real estate. She create. She man, she's she's incredible. She's brilliant. Um, I'll have to ask her about Kathy, and then I'm gonna be. And I'm going to hound her because she didn't tell me and give me tickets. She uh, has also worked on behalf of efforts encouraging equality in women's athletics, ending poverty, and solving the opioid crisis. Last year, Ireland was instrumental in kicking off the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation's Music Funds the Cure program. She was named as one of the ten, one of the top ten women's health advocates in America by uh, UCLA. Sweet. So just out of curiosity, I mean, since there, there's the business 
tilt to Kathy Ireland's story. What, since you're also in front of your computer, what what did Cindy Crawford end up? Did she have a a career after after modeling and uh, can, and whatnot? Where is Cindy Crawford? Sure, because I mean, dude, like those those were those three were quite instrumental in my. So and my young man development. I don't know that it, that was a healthy development, uh, you know, as a young man. I don't, I don't know. Was it bad? I, no, dude. I, I mean, mean I, I mean, I mean. I think it, I knew. I knew. I think I knew from a very young age that the female form was was definitely very uh, desirable uh, to you. Desirable. Thank which you. made you. Which made you, if you wanted to ever, let's be honest here for just a damn minute. Right, if you ever wanted to be near the female form, you had to get up and make something of yourself. You had to, yeah. You, you had to, couldn't be a bomb. Try to be fit, or try to be successful, or both. Uh, at some point, you needed to somehow figure out a way to make money because, yeah, um, support a family. We all like money, and women like money, and yes. and and we like. I like money. My wife loves to travel. That's not a sexist comment. Um, um, period. One of the things that motivates you is, as a young person was women. Yeah, true. It just did. I also made very poor decisions based off of <laughs> female soup. That, some of them that were very good life lessons. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and it's funny, my son is uh, is kind of going through some of that right now where he's uh he's getting he's getting some life lessons and in the world of dating and having relationships and and i mean let's okay let's talk about that so professionally that's probably going to help him out too uh you know knowing how to um you know to be around females without having to just think about you know hey can he can he you know talk him into dating or or sleeping with him or anything like that it's like he's learning how to have just straight up relationships with females and and then and then he does uh you know we do we have a lot of Christopher and I have a lot of conversations about about uh women and he'll ask me the age old question about um you know females to males which is like that I he'll say like I don't understand can you help me out and one of my best friends um his dad is well they're Puerto Rican and his grandfather when I was having some female struggles uh, in college, his grandfather told me women are to be loved, not to be understood. And I was like, huh, I didn't really get that at the time, but now I, I do understand. I don't, I don't have to have all the answers. I can just be grateful to, to have a great wife and daughters. So Cindy Crawford and not understand them quit full-time modeling in 2000. Uh, in 2005, you probably remember this, she launched a new line of furniture, the Cindy Crawford Home Collection. Uh, it was uh, stopped it. I don't know. Anyway, kept doing that. Um, I'm looking. She became a spokesperson for Aqua Mineral San Benedito in Italy uh, in 2017. She... Uh, was in the Versace Spring Summer 2018 fashion show. In 2019, she, along with her husband, Rondé Gerber, 
or Randy Gerber, spelled R-A-N-D-E, uh, along with some, several others, purchased a Hollywood deli, Nate and Al, to keep its doors open after three generations of family ownership. She is married to the aforementioned Rondé Gerber, who is um, a business partner with uh, somebody in that Casamigos, George Clooney, in the Casamigos uh, tequila line. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Okay. I'm not. Uh, so that's about it. She has a lot of uh, a lot of advocacy and charity work. She and her husband sold their home in August of 2021 for 13.5 million. Wow. Yeah. So. You know, it's kind of it's like it's almost it's so weird to think about. You know, even athletes or you know like these professional actors. I mean, and really really professional business people. You know, make they make an incredible amount of of money, but a $13 million house. Like, I just can't even fathom what, I mean, I, I guess you don't get a mortgage on a $13 million house. You probably, you know, pay cash for a $13 million house if you can afford it. I mean, I, I paid I cash. Imagine for, what the, I have a, a house in uh, Greece. I just paid cash. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I'm waiting, still waiting for my invitation to, Oh yeah. You didn't get it to that house. That must be still in the mail. It probably is. The mail's been running slow lately. <laughs> Man. Uh, so kind of a, a funny little side story here. Since we're talking about relationships and, and advice and and things like that, we had a wedding this uh, last weekend. One of our guys here that's uh, he's been he has been uh, he's been with us for two and a half years. We've been uh, we've been slowly training him up. He's a kind of a junior advisor. For us, he got married and we went to the wedding and one of my really good friends who's also a listener to the show uh, officiated the wedding and he probably, uh, you know, he, as he was kind of, they were going through the vows stuff. You know, a lot of times the vows are, are very, uh, it's like you, it's the, you hear them once, you've heard them, you know, at every wedding. And, uh, and it was funny, Daniel kind of had a little bit of a, of a Freudian slip but it was kind of funny because it's kind of true. He's like, you know, the vows are for richer or for worse. And I was like, man, I mean, that is, that is true. That's probably the two things that Jennifer's going to get out of me. I mean, they're going to be, you know, we're either going to be rich or it's going to be really bad. And uh, so she stuck with me for, you know, for richer or for worse, not poorer, but for, but for worse. And uh, I kind of cracked up. I told Daniel, I was going to, I was going to plug him on the, on the show too. Um, so I found a way to, to tile that in. So the advice, the marital advice that we're going to give and relationship advice we're going to give to these young males that are listening to us is, uh, is for richer or for worse. <laughs> that is, does your, when you're choosing a, choose a female and you're going to be with her, whether she's rich or whether she's bad. And, or maybe that's the guys. We're either going to be rich or we're going to be bad. I'd have to think about it for a while. Um, I, I I learned a lot from some people that I dated. I'll just say that. Uh, yes. I learned a lot. Me too. At one point I learned that, you know what? Crazy's not good. Crazy's uh, not good. It is not. You know, kind of the stir of the oatmeal is, is uh, I kind of like the stir of the oatmeal today. 
you know, and Jen and I are, are so different. There's the thing the the things that we kind of really enjoy together are really traveling, um, music. And there's some shows and movies that we, that we enjoy together. Other than that, Jen and I are night and day different, completely different people. Uh, but we really don't get into each other's way. Like there's things that she really loves to do and I don't try to dominate her or tell her like, Oh, you're going to go do stuff with me and you can't, you know, hang out or read your books. I mean, she consumes probably a book a day. It's, it's pretty insane. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And Laura and I don't, Laura and I don't do, we don't get on each other's stuff, if you will. I mean, yeah. Um, yesterday was opening day of Major League Baseball. She knows that, I mean, obviously she knows because she pretended when we were dating to be a Cubs fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. She'll, she'll admit that that was richer or worse. Um, the Cubs won their opener yesterday. Okay. And she sent a gif of Cubs when Cubs win, whatever made me feel good. I was like, that's nice of you. You know, you don't have to yeah, watch she, the game. She pays attention to the things that are important to you. She saw sure. that she saw that they won and knew that that probably had made me happy on opening day. I don't okay. have, I, I harbor no aspirations of the Cubs being a really particularly good team this year, but you know, it was nice. Um, but like, she doesn't, she doesn't listen to my, and seriously, she doesn't listen to my podcast. She doesn't read my work, um, which is good. I think, I actually think that's really good. It, it, there's, it, it blows people away sometimes. Like, what do you think about whatever? Like, if you were to say to Laura right now, what's like we've done fifty two thousand podcasts on Ole Miss's quarterback situation, right? If you were to say to Laura, what do you think? What what do you what does he really think about the quarterback situation? She would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and and <laughs> and I think that would floor that's people. Probably healthy, and I th- and for us, it's great because I never have to worry about at the end of the day coming downstairs and her going. Hey, what what's really going on with Spencer Sanders? She didn't, couldn't care less. I mean, it's just great, right? And she doesn't bring you know her work home, and so we don't really talk about that. So it it, it leads us, I think, to building a relationship on other stuff that's just uh, just ours. Yeah, I mean, and uh, that's funny. Jen and I are, are very similar. Uh, man, it is it is. Uh, we kind of give each other space to operate in and you know, the things that she really loves and, and the thing that Jen has really loved and she's um, kind of gotten swept away with in the last year has been uh, she volunteers with the school here in Jackson with special needs kids, the little lighthouse. And it's a great ministry, a uh, great mission and dude, and that gives her fulfillment. And, um, but we don't really talk about work a whole lot. You don't walk of, in the door and her say, how'd the, ta- how's the Thompson account coming along? <laughs> how's how's neil and laura's account doing you know no she doesn't well that's when she you say well, did, have you, have, did we never get the invitation to greece that's that's right that's why i haven't gotten the invitation to greece yet right uh but you know but like she when i have tough days at work i mean i think sometimes she can see it on you know a face like if we're having things are things are kind of stressful but she uh you know she'll ask me how I'm doing. She doesn't ask about how work is going. I mean, and dude and Jen have had, Jen and I have had our, you know, our ups and downs in our marriage. Dude, when she did the podcast with us, you know, when she kind of talked about her demons and slaying her demons, like that was, you know, we definitely haven't had the, the storybook, uh, you know, fairy tale, um, marriage, but I think, uh, 
you know, that's one of the things that makes us great too. Is you know what? I, do, I don't think many people do. I, th- I think no. that's I think that's I think one of right. the problems with with uh, things getting sort of romanticized is that like not to pick on like the Hallmark movies or whatever, but it, it's it's kind- pick on them because Ted Lasso picks on them. So speaking of which, I can't believe we haven't talked about Lasso at all. Oh, we can talk about it, man. I, I have not watched episode three yet. Okay, I'm I'm through two, and so far we're off to a slow, but I'm okay with it. Start. Um. I think sometimes those movies and stuff uh, create an expectation for people that's unrealistic. Um, I mean, the truth is, uh, this is funny that we're doing this because this was not something we discussed in pre-show. Um, nope. Marriage is hard, man. I mean, it, it is. It, it is. It's difficult because it changes and you go through phases and, and things happen and, and, and stuff. So, I don't know. Relationships are hard. Like, you're, there, there's there's failures that happen in relationships that I don't know that necessarily gets talked about enough. Right. You know, and a lot of times they relate around money. Yes. And people not being on the same page of with their finances too. Yes. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Yep. Huge thing. I mean, and for me, like, it's tax season now, as you know. Yep. You know, I... I had like lots a little, of anxiety around that. Well, I had a meltdown over my daughter Caroline's taxes. She's twenty, and I mean she's not made enough money, in my opinion, to truly be taxed, right? And and she owes a thousand dollars, which means I owe a thousand dollars, and and I just kind of was like, love uh, how that happens. It's like yeah. you didn't make any of the money, but. I, uh, I, yeah, you're gonna get to pay the tax. That's, I get to, that's I, actually that's relationships that's, for males, right? Yes, it's well, summed up. It's like <laughs> you got you got none of the benefit, but you're gonna pay the tax. And I just I had that <laughs> moment that I have every year, and I've got to stop it because it's not it's it's unhealthy because it's out of my control. That deal where you go to the grocery store and you see the people going up and down the aisles on their scooters or whatnot. And they're buying yep. Pringles and Pepsi, and you're like, I'm yep. pa- I'm paying for you. You're you're not productive. I pay for you. I shouldn't have to, and I firmly believe I shouldn't have to, and it pisses me off. And 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 yet, you can let that stuff eat you alive, and or you can just say, oh, man, it's part of it. I'd rather be me paying for you than the other way around. Well, and, you know, I think one thing, too, I don't know, and this may have been somewhat of a contributing factor to the surprise this year for you for taxes, but more than one occasion, actually several folks um, that I've, that have kind of uh, had a little bit of anxiety about taxes this year, apparently, and I don't know, I don't remember doing this, maybe one, maybe, and maybe my, uh, my ladies in the office took care of me this year. I don't know. I'll find out after I file. But there have been um, a lot of underwithholding of federal taxes because I guess the IRS distributed or issued new W-4 forms. Um, I say this year for the 2022 tax year for the federal withholdings you should have had out of your paycheck. And, uh, and more than one occasion, I've been talking to folks and they've said that they are paying in a significant amount more than 
They usually do uh, because they were they underwithheld out of their paycheck. Didn't realize it uh, that they were underwithholding out of the paycheck, and then and then the IRS has has told them there's going to be a penalty to them because they underwithheld and didn't pay quarterly estimates. So, I guess you know maybe for some of our listeners, if that happens uh, to you this year, like that is you're not people aren't alone out there, and maybe that's what happened you know, with your, in your daughter's case too, there's a little bit of, you know, under withholding just because the W2 or W4 uh, worksheet changed last year. Oh, could be. Again, I just, you have two choices. You can get all pissed off about it and let it eat you up, or you can just stroke the check. Stroke the check. Yep. All right. You got to pay it no matter what. Speaking of uh, taxes, I have a feeling that's when this indictment against the former president, Donald Trump, is, is what's the word I'm looking for, unsealed, that it's going to involve the way that payments got reported or not reported or whatnot, yep. that it's going to be, it's, uh, it's, it's probably not going to be as sexy as some people think or hope it will be. It's because, look, it's my understanding, and I've read a lot about this, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll read from the, I'll read from the uh, Wall Street Journal. Donald Trump has been indicted for his role in paying hush money to a porn star, marking the first time a former president has faced <laughs> criminal charges. I mean, who among us? Uh, Mr. Trump is likely to surrender and appear for his arraignment on Tuesday, his lawyer said. That'll be a shit show. The indictment sought by the Office of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg isn't public. It caps a years-long investigation into the secret payment shortly before Mr. Trump won the 2016 election. But the case is far from a sure bet. Mr. Bragg's predecessor and federal prosecutors each passed on charging Mr. Trump in a standalone case related to the payment. The hush money investigation, triggered in part by a series of Wall Street Journal articles in 2018, was the longest running of several active criminal probes of Mr. Trump. It is unlikely to have any bearing. Again, this is the Wall Street Journal, not me. It is unlikely to have any legal bearing on Mr. Trump's 2024 presidential candidacy, even if he is ultimately convicted. The U.S. Constitution imposes no requirement that candidates for the highest office have a clean record. The indictment of um, Donald Trump is likely to energize the former president's most ardent supporters, further eroding their trust in the legal system and exasperating 
national divisions as this case plays out. And new flashpoints may be on the horizon. Mr. Trump, the leading GOP House White House candidate, faces additional investigations on potentially more serious charges, including his attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. People have such strong feelings about Trump, it can't help but inflame divisions, said Republican consultant Alex Conant, who led communications for Senator Marco Rubio's 2016 presidential campaign and served as a spokesman in the second Bush White House. There's just no common ground on anything involving Trump. It will push people into their corners. So it's my understanding, and I've read a lot about this, which is this is where it's going to get really interesting, and the media is going to do an absolute shitty job, pardon my language, of covering this because the media is biased. But the actual payment of $130,000 in hush money to uh, – former porn, porn star Stormy Daniels. Um, wonder how much she's being searched up on Pornhub.com today. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, <laughs> did we just... I just thought that to we, myself. Did, did uh, we just... Uh, did we just, like, give a shout-out to Pornhub? Oh, I mean, like, come on. I mean... I love it. You never know where this where we're going to turn on this show. I love I, the thought went through my mind. I wonder how much she's being searched today. Um, uh, I bet. I bet a lot. A lot. Uh, yeah. Probably. There's probably more traffic than than normal. So the the payment, if if the payment was made, and there's still some debate about whether the payment was or was not made, or who made the payment, or whether Trump knew about the payment, all this stuff. Everyone's going to get hung up on that. And what I'm told is that in the state of New York. Paying hush money is not illegal. That's what I understood, as I read, too. Uh, I think they're trying to hang them up on, like, classification of, you know, uh, I guess, what, defrauding transactions or tax records or something like that. Yeah. Instead of calling it, you know, hey, we paid this for hush money, it was, you know, I guess, labeled as something different. The journal, first re- the, the journal first revealed that Mr. Trump's then-lawyer, Michael Cohen, made a secret payoff of $130,000 to porn star Stormy Daniels during the 2016 presidential campaign. Journal reporting also uncovered how Mr. Trump had personally orchestrated a criminal scheme to suppress these damaging sexual allegations. Federal prosecutors secured a guilty plea from Mr. Cohen in 2018 on campaign finance and other charges before closing the matter the following year. Um, New York state prosecutors later picked up the investigation, presenting evidence to a state grand jury, which voted to indict Mr. Trump. Uh, Mr. Cohen, who was sentenced to three years in prison, was among those who uh, testified before the grand jury. Mr. Trump has denied wrongdoing, as well as the alleged sexual encounter with Ms. Daniels. He has said the probe run by a Democrat is motivated by police. And there's just, the, the, the journal has just absolute tons of, of, uh, of coverage here. Yeah, that's kind of, I've been getting my notifications from, from the journal about, uh, about the, about the indictment and the case will be interesting to see what, and I don't know, and maybe you can, you can shine, shed some light into this. Cause this is, this is definitely where, uh, you know, your political knowledge and acumen is, is, uh, is much higher than mine. So if he gets indicted um, and they find him guilty of, I don't know what they would call it, maybe tax 
fraud, maybe. So, yeah, would so let's, be the let, charge. Let, let's finish this part real quick and then we'll okay. go there. Because I found this. This is a new article. Joe Palazzo, Kareen Ramey uh, combined to write this. Uh, the alleged cover-up that followed the payment is likely to be as important as the, for the future of the case. A Manhattan grand jury has indicted Mr. Trump after an investigation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mr. Trump has acknowledged that he reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the Daniels payment in his, the first year of his presidency. Trump organization records mislabeled the money flowing back to Mr. Cohen as legal expenses for work he never performed, federal prosecutors alleged in the 2018 prosecution of Mr. Cohen. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office could unveil any number of charges, including those related to the payment to Ms. Daniels or a separate $150,000 payment to a former Playboy model who alleged that she had an affair with the former president. The grand jury has heard detailed accounts of both deals, according to people familiar with the investigation. But among the most likely charges is falsifying business records, according to legal experts. The charge by itself is a misdemeanor, but can be converted into a felony if prosecutors prove records were falsified to commit or conceal another crime, such as a violation of campaign finance rules. Legal experts said any successful prosecution would likely require evidence establishing that Mr. Trump tried to hide the repayment to Mr. Cohen with false book entries. Prosecutors would have to prove that Mr. Trump made or caused the false, false entries with a, quote, intent to defraud. Um, Mr. Trump's lawyers declined to answer questions, blah, blah, blah. The former president denies any sexual encounter of Ms. Daniels, has accused her of extortion, and said he relied on Mr. Cohen's advice as his lawyer at the time. He had called the investigation by the office politically motivated. There is a statement from her at one point where she denies having a relationship with the former president. She denies all of it I, I, the getting a conviction is going to be difficult here i think but look we live in such a politically charged world that right now the goal of a jury is just to find 12 people who don't like donald trump yeah and the, I mean, well, the goal of the prosecutor and the goal of the defense is going to be to find a couple people who do I, I mean, the odds of, of this being a, quote, fair trial, end quote, are zero. True. If it ever. And I mean, and it, I don't know what the, because they were, they would have to prove, as I understood you reading, they would have to prove that he had the intentions to defraud. Yes. Uh, and I mean, how do you do that? Uh, Unless there's you would you have know, to, a smoking gun of a recording of Trump or an email saying, here's, you know, here's my, this and make it look different. Here's my problem with this, and I think this is where you, you were going. My, my problem with this as a, as, as a rational, pragmatic person is I don't like the precedents this sets. Um, it's $130,000 in hush money. Number one, Trump, whether he did or did not have a, a relationship with Stormy Daniels at some point, frankly, is immaterial. Uh, I don't care. Do you care? I mean, it might mean that he's. Uh, a, it, I honestly don't care. I mean, honestly, it, it, I have. Uh, there's much uh, many other things that I care about, especially in the world of politics. Yeah. Versus, is it a reflection? Know, who Trump slept with. Yeah. Is it a, is it a reflection on his character? Sure. Well, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I mean. I mean, but does anyone think that he's a good dude? 
Yeah, that, does that's, that change their perception of him? Like, no, it just says, all right, let's, I mean, if someone said, hey, he had an affair with Stormy Daniels, I'd be like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's par for the course for a guy like him. Yeah. Um, Do I feel bad for his wife? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the money that got, if, if the money were paid in the form of hush money, uh, that's not illegal. If they signed a non-disclosure agreement, and the rumor is that they did, that's not illegal. Again, I'm not saying it's not m- morally wrong or whatever anybody wants to go down that path. That's not the point. Right. It, the, the charge itself, the likely charge that he's probably truly guilty of is a misdemeanor. Here's my point. You're telling me that with all that's going on in Manhattan, criminally, that this much time and taxpayer dollar is going to be spent on any person, any other person on the face of the earth with the exact same charge? So why are we doing this? This is, it, it is not to take the side of the former president. This is politically motivated. And when we start using the criminal justice system as a political weapon, we are going down a very dangerous path. That is a path that does not need to be cleared. It does not need to be blazed. Because we'll start, we, that is the first step towards becoming a banana republic. Yeah, well, and then there'll be retaliation and then retaliation and then retaliation and retaliation and it never stops. And at some point, and maybe we're already there, because look where we're headed with the presidential election. At some point, the only people that will ever run for office will be crooks. Nobody, nobody with any decency will ever run for office if he or she has any skeleton in his or yeah. her background. And who among us? Uh, right. I mean, I do. I mean, so that's, I mean, that's like, my I'd point. To just dump all my skeletons out on the front end and be like, well, uh, and, here and, it is, man. And most people aren't going to do that. And so, especially if, if you thought, hey, you know, because it's not going to be just presidents. It's going to be governors, senators, representatives, city council people. All of a sudden, this just goes down this path of, okay, well, okay, well, now you're out of power. We're going to prosecute you. Yeah. Maybe we turn into Gotham. And then we'll have a, we'll have a vigilante that tries so, to right all the wrongs. So here's my theory on this. And I, 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 I think I've talked myself into truly believing it. Tell me whether you think I'm way off base. <laughs> I love it when they start like this. Previous people, as this story reported, previous prosecutors looked into this case and passed on it. They didn't. Yeah, they found no merit. Well, they just didn't. They're like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I could prove that. And and. And am I am I really going to go to all this trouble to prove a misdemeanor against the president? Right. You know, is is that really worth it? And, and they came to the conclusion. Again, I'm not being political here. I, I will get to a place where I'm political, and at that point, I'll be transparent. Right now, I'm not being. They said, "Eh, it's not worth it." And I'm guessing that the people in that spot were not Trump supporters. They looked at it, said, "Eh." There's not enough there. Can't prove it. Not worth the trouble. It would be humiliating to go through that process and then to look like you're nothing more than a tool of the Democratic Party. Well, Alvin Bragg ran on this campaign promise. He, this was, to his credit, and God, I don't say that about Alvin Bragg much, but to his credit, 
He said he was going to do this, and he did it. It was a, literally a campaign promise. And I kind of wonder whether, I can't help but wonder whether higher-ups in the Democratic Party pressed him to do this. Why, you might ask. Well, if I'm the Democrats, with Joe Biden as my likely nominee in 2024, and with Kamala Harris as the very likely running mate in 2024, I don't need this election to be about me, about us. I don't need it to be about our record over the last four years because it's rough. I, and, and his lack of approval approves it. I mean, proves that. He has a very poor approval rating. Uh, hers is historically bad. Worse. People yeah. despise her. She's, she's awful as a candidate. She might be a charming human being. I have no idea. But as a candidate, she's atrocious, and the polling numbers bear that out. So if I'm a Democrat, I don't want this thing to be about me and about our record and about what we've done and what we've our failures. I want it to be about something else. Keep in mind, if if you're running against McCready Palomo, you're gonna lose. Well, you're gonna have a problem because well, we're younger. Joe Biden will be 82 years old when he runs for re- if, if he's re- if he's reelected. Joe Biden does not look good. Joe Biden stumbles around. He 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 does not appear to be a paragon of health. At the end of his second term, he would be 86 years old. There's a chance, obviously, Joe Biden doesn't make it to the end of that term. Not wishing anything upon the president. I, I wish him nothing but health. But I'm talking pragmatically. Well, the way that it works, according to the Constitution, she's a heartbeat away. Yep. And people hate her. So they need this election to be about someone else. And the only person who fits that role is Donald Trump. If they run against Nikki Haley, the election's going to be about Joe Biden. If they run against Ron DeSantis, the election's going to be about Joe Biden. If they run against Pompey or anybody else who's on that list who's announced that he or she is going to run, it's going to be about Kim Reynolds, the, the governor of Iowa, who some people think might run. It, it, it will be about Biden. If Trump is the nominee, it'll be about Trump. And if you ask 100 Democrats, hey, tell me your thoughts on Nikki Haley. I don't know how many of them are going to get all fired up. Right? Right. If I say, hey, uh, you're a Biden supporter. You, you voted for Obama. You voted for Biden. You're, you're, uh, you're a card-carrying Democrat. Tell me your thoughts on Kim Reynolds. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about her. Tell me your thoughts on Ron DeSantis. I don't really like him, but he's, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Tell me your thoughts on Donald Trump. I hate that son of a bitch. Man. So if I'm, if I'm the Democrats, I want Trump to be the nominee. He does terrible with independence. And it's been proven that people will go out and vote against Trump. Because I got to be honest, I don't know how many people are really going to get out and vote for Biden. But they'll get out and vote against Trump. 
And all this is going to do next week is motivate the Trump supporters. It's going to fire them up. It is going to flame the passions. Yeah, and 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 that and that is probably what that would be the best thing for the Democrats. Um, and or either you know the best thing for Democrats would would be that they fire up Trump's base, get him elected, or get him as the top of the ticket, and you know for the primaries or for the general the general electric, uh, election, and. Uh, I mean, I I know you've said it before, but I I do agree with you in that regard. I think that's the Democrats' best chance is to uh, is to get Trump on the ticket. I think they're playing chess. I think this is intentional. I don't I don't think this is anything to do with getting a conviction. I'm sure that Alvin Bragg would love to get a conviction of Donald Trump and to somehow put Donald Trump behind bars. I don't think that's realistic. Do you? No, I don't think he's going to prison. And so I don't. Um, I, I don't think, I think it does ignite his base. I don't. Th- I think this is about getting his. Number one, the timing on this. It will take forever to get this to trial. They're not going to. This is not going to trial before the end of twenty twenty four. The election will come and go, in my opinion, before this ever gets to trial. All the motions and the stuff that's going to get filed. I mean, Trump's got, he's got all the money in the world legally to fight this. This is, this, this, this will go on and on and on. It's true. I just, I think the Democrats are playing chess. And I don't know if you've. Politically, I think it's smart. For our country, I think it's very dangerous. I really do. The slippery slope you're talking about. <laughs> Being able to use the criminal courts to, yeah, to bully I don't, candidates. It's, it's That's t- what you're talking about. It's right? a terrible precedent, Martin. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we're on the same page there. I just want to make sure I was tracking with yeah, but what po- you were saying. But, but politically, strategically, I think it's absolute genius. But, man, I just hate. Number one, it's what does it say about our country that where we're likely headed is this 82-year-old president that has done poorly, who looks ancient, who literally earlier this week, a day or so, maybe even less than that, after six people were gunned down in Nashville, and he was coming on to talk about gun control, but he opens up with jokes about chocolate chip ice cream. Hey, hey man, that wasn't the appropriate time, champ. He has no idea who he is, where he is half the time. I mean, he's going to bumble and stumble through a campaign. We're going to run him against maybe the most polarizing political fi- figure in American history? Yeah. That's Yeah, Trump's going to beat him up on stage, beat up an old demented man. I mean, that's where we're going. And, and Donald Trump's not going to be any spring chicken when he runs. He'll be 78 years old. He can't use the age thing on, on Biden. I mean, Trump's this overweight, uh, doesn't look particularly healthy, 78-year-old man who would be 82 at the end of his presidency. The only positive to that is that at the end of that presidency, whichever one of them is president, neither one of them could. They won't be the next They won't be the next one. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I guess Trump could try again at 82 if he lost at 78, but Biden would be disqualified because he would have served two terms. Yeah. 
that's the to me the the, the mess we're in is that as a country is that's th- these are our choices. Hell, when was well, the last time we had a good choice? And I like the DeSantis choice, man. Uh, and I know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a a, a little tangent for just a second because I just think it's hilarious. And and I, and everyone, I think most of our listeners know that. My family is is very large Disney fans. We love, we love the mouse. Uh, have you have you kind of read the latest with DeSantis? Because you know DeSantis kind of really um, put the squeeze on Disney and kind of ignited his base too with putting the squeeze on Disney about taking over the um, the the Reedy Creek developmental district where yes you know he's like hey they've had too much power. Did you, I mean, sometimes, sometimes shit just happens that I absolutely, it's like, I love the internet. I love creative, smart people, um, who kind of give the, the very cordial FUs to, uh, (laughs) to like, I'm gonna call it either big business or big power. But in this case, it was really big business giving the middle finger to, to government because, um, you know, DeSantis kind of really pounded his chest and, you know, took over and installed a board on this Reedy Creek development uh, district and Disney. And I'm not, I'm not even gonna say it's the, the, you know, this not Bob, Bob Iger. It's not the, any of the executives at Disney. It is the legal team for Disney pulled a rabbit out of a hat in, uh, in essentially creating a, a lame duck board that would have absolutely no power uh, to govern anything other than maybe paving roads in the district and did everything legally correct and just kind of gave the middle finger to DeSantis, which kind of, you know, I think most people will probably won't pay attention to it, but it's kind of funny because they, they, they embarrassed him. I, I, I think they kind of embarrassed DeSantis just a little bit because he was pounding his chest about how much power he had. And then some uh, with a with a with the swipe of a pen, they completely emasculated him in this deal. He has not politically done particularly well in the last couple of months. He's been sloppy. He's been inconsistent, and frankly, he's running out of time to declare his intentions to 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 do this. And it, I'm beginning yeah. to wonder whether DeSantis is con- contemplating keeping his powder dry for four years yeah he might be he might be i mean there's uh, there's a lot of things he did that i i really liked a lot especially how he handled and i know this is probably not popular outside of the southeast but how he handled florida during covid i thought was oh i i think it's his i think it's his absolute strongest talking point besides not being trump when he goes against Trump. Right. Right. I mean, you know, I've said this for a while. I think if DeSantis declares and comes out swinging with a, a, a strong message, I, I, I think he can win, but the, the polling data is not good for him right now. I mean, he's way behind Trump and Trump's going to get a big bounce and, you know, Martin, it's going to be su- it's going to be summer stuff. before you know it, and I mean, we're it, it's going to be it's going to be campaign season for Republicans sooner rather than later. Yeah, like now, he's he's got to get going. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. 
uh, you know, I think he was probably planning on the Disney thing being one of his big pet ch- uh, chest pounding moments saying, you know, Hey, I look what I did to, you know, big businesses, big corporations who, you know, tried to, to take away our, uh, you know, our morals and blah, 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 whatever about the kiddos. And, uh, and Disney kind of, kind of just pulled that rug out from underneath them, man. And it's kind of laughable. He's got one more thing. We don't have any more fans after this. He's got one more thing going for him that, that he can play. It's a card. He's got to play carefully, but it's, it's becoming a boiling point issue for our country in light of what happened in Nashville and, some ways the way that 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 tragedy has been covered he has been very consistent about hey that is not going to happen in my state that the the drag shows aren't kids aren't going to be dragged in front of drag shows all that stuff he's been very consistent about that there's not a place for that in florida it's not going to happen in florida I, i i think based on just what i see out there i think that independents are with him on that i think that's something that that he can get some traction you know uh and it's probably a place where look trump trump can't really go places like that because he's got all these allegations of stormy daniels and playboy models and stuff that is not really again there's really nothing on DeSantis that I'm aware of involving his past other than maybe a long time ago he flirted with some college girls when he was teaching or something. I mean, but there's nothing that's there's nothing that's that's beyond the pale if you will. So Yeah, nothing that I've, nothing that I've heard either. So I, th- I mean, he's done he's been he's been pretty pretty clean. I I think he's got a chance, but man, he's got to get going with a he's got to have a message and He's got to be prepared to take the beating from from from, from Trump. The, the only thing that could happen that could be interesting, and I don't think this is going to happen because I don't think Trump would want this. Trump could fight extradition, not go to New York, and DeSantis could say, "Hey, I'm not I'm not uh, empowering the marshals to go get him. I'll let him. I'll I'll give him sanctuary in Florida." Now that would prevent Trump from campaigning anywhere outside of Florida. Um, <laughs> True, you know, and it, it would be interesting. Oh, what a hell of a chess move that would be! I mean, <laughs> the 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 guy the that, that the guy Florida that likes drama is sort of cheering for that. But I think Trump wants nothing more than to walk into that courthouse. I think Donald Trump wants to walk into that courthouse, be booked, be martyred to some degree. And and to uh, plead not guilty, and ultimately win the case, and and have the last laugh. That's what I think. And then look, here's the other thing that could happen. And this got hinted at in the Wall Street Journal. This indictment might empower more indictments, and I think the case against him in Florida, and not Florida, in Georgia, regarding the phone call urging the the. Uh, I guess the then Secretary of State to find the votes. Mm, yeah, I think there's a bigger case there, a much better case, a much more uh, case that should be of interest to the American people than whether Donald Trump slept with a former porn star or not. I mean, 
and again, if if he gave her $130,000, let's just say that he did sleep with her and he did give her $130,000 to be quiet. It's not a crime. Not even a misdemeanor. It's not even a traffic ticket. I just wonder why, why just not be forthright about it and not go through the attorney. And I mean, I guess probably at the time it seemed like the right thing to do, but but maybe that's the narcissism too of, um, you know, wanting to appear squeaky clean even though you're not, and gaslighting people that call you out. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. We'll uh, we'll come back next week. Maybe by the, by then the the indictment will have been unsealed. The president, yeah. probably the former president, will probably have turned himself in. He's not going to get handcuffed, according to what I've read today. That's already been agreed to. I think there is going to be a perp walk. Uh, so a you'll perp get walk. A, they will they'll walk him in, you know, and and yeah. but he's not going to be cuffed. He shouldn't be cuffed. Come on, give me a break. Um. And he's going to be released on his own recognizance. He's not going to have to bail out. There's not going to be any bail. At some point, he'll be read the charges and he'll be asked his plea. He will plead not guilty. And there will be a cavalcade of motions filed by the defense. And this thing will take forever. This is not going to be a 30-minute law and order episode. Yeah. And everything I've read. As you said, man, it probably will, it probably will stretch beyond the election everything i've read is the odds of this resulting in his incarceration are infinitesimal yeah so all right for uh martin palomo i'm neil mccready that does it for this edition of mind of my money presented by pinnacle don't forget to learn more about pinnacle to uh if you need some help with your finances or you just want to talk to the people at pinnacle about your situation and see whether they are a fit for you you can do that as well it's mypinwealth.com m-y-p-i-n-n wealth.com have a great weekend everybody Hopefully we will talk to you again soon. For Martin, I'm Neil. Take care.